When you're smiling. Hey, you. Bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly. Crack a smile. This episode is brought to you by Google. Google's two-step verification was built to secure your account and help prevent cyber attacks, even if your password is compromised. That's why Google has made it easy to sign into your account with this additional layer of protection. Just one tap and you're in. Learn more at safety.google. Hello, movie lovers. Welcome to the Best Damn Movie Related Show here on the internet. This is your host, as always, from Movie Lovers Unite, John DeGorio. For today's podcast, I'll be talking about my 31 days of horror. That's right, I'm going to be doing one movie every single day, all the way up until Halloween. For today's 31 days of horror, I'm going to be talking about the Bilko Experiment. But before I get into the Bilko Experiment, there's a couple of things that actually dropped online today, and that is the Birds of Prey Harley Quinn movie that dropped. I'm going to do a trailer review for that. And then I'm going to follow it up with another trailer that dropped for Michael Bay's new movie starring Ryan Reynolds. And that movie is called Six Underground. So, with further ado, let's go on hang into this Birds of Prey trailer review because I'm really excited about talking about this. So, first off, if you're feeling lukewarm or if this trailer does not sell you, the good news is there's actually going to be other trailers besides this one. So maybe this trailer doesn't sell you, maybe the next one might. But for me personally, I really enjoyed seeing this trailer. There is a few little negatives here and there that I didn't like. But I'm going to get into the positives first. And I'm also going to break down certain things. But here's the thing. The job of a trailer is to take your excitement. It doesn't matter how high or how low it is. And bring your excitement up a couple of notches. For me, it actually amped it up a lot more a couple of notches. But for some people... There's actually some mixed uh, mixed feelings with how everything was portrayed, how certain things went in together or whatever. For me, I'm sold on the Harley Quinn Birds of Prey movie, but there's a, like I said, there's a couple of negatives, but I'm going to get into the positives on some of the things I liked. For instance, you know, whenever this whole entire trailer actually opens up, you actually see her at the bar talking to Black Canary about how her and Joker are no longer a thing, and, you know... I actually like that factor, too, because it actually happened in the comic books, too, where she actually winds up breaking away from Joker. She becomes her own individual woman to the fact that she doesn't, it's where she's saying, look, I don't need to be abused by this guy anymore. I'm my own individual person. I'm my own woman. I don't need him anymore. And she can move on. But she's over at the bar, though, venting to Black Canary about what she went through and stuff like that to the point where she is now. And I actually like that because as human beings, we all go through certain things and we all go through that certain element to where we can actually say, look, I'm better off without this person now. This person was more toxic than anything and they can actually break away from whatever feelings that they had towards that person. So therefore, I like that fact that they actually gave her a little bit more layers to where you can actually relate to her. Then, what else I liked was the fact that Harley di- Harley's dialogue in this trailer is what sold me the most because of the fact that, you know, she goes on saying, it's not you or Mr. J that should be afraid of me. Afraid. It's me that, should be, that you should be afraid of. And man, you should actually... I mean, this trailer, the way it is actually portrayed, you should be scared of Harley because she actually has this big old huge hammer and she, 
she's going to do a lot of damage with this thing. This thing is going to be rated R for a reason. And it's not just for the simple fact of just having blood splatter and stuff like that. It actually ends up doing what the uh, what Deadpool did was it's actually fitting for that character to be rated R. And Harley's character needs to be rated R for the things that she does in this movie. And to see her step on the guy's balls and everything else was pretty cool. It actually gives you a little bit more range of how she is and what she's been putting up with for all this time. And shows that she has that raw thing to where she can actually be that person. But anyways, another thing too that I liked was her blowing up the Ace Chemical Plant. To me, it's an homage to saying, I'm burning the past. This is no longer who I am anymore. This is where I was created at. This is the most horrifying thing that I went through. I don't want to even be represented into what the Joker did to me at Ace chemicals so i'm gonna blow the whole thing up and and move forward with my life and i don't know if this is where we actually see black mask come into surface or if he has any dealings in the ace chemical plant itself but to actually have her there i think that to me that's what it feels like to me is a representation of i'm burning the past i'm moving forward i don't want if the Joker is able to manipulate anybody else into doing what he wants to do and wants to make more people like who I am. I'm going to go ahead and remove the whole entire Ace Chemicals as a way of saying, sorry, but you're not going to get anybody else to, to do this anymore, to be manipulated into who you are. So I like that, like that uh, aspect to it. At least that's how I'm looking at it. Then... I also like the fact, too, she said that her and, like I said, her and Joker are over with. She's moving on with her life. Uh, And then what does every woman do whenever there's a breakup? She goes on ahead and finds an animal. And she winds up finding her hyena. I didn't think that we were actually going to get a hyena in this movie. But I love the fact that they have the hyena in there. It brings out some other stuff, too, that we haven't seen from a Harley thing. If you think about this. This is actually seeing something from like an animated cartoon, the way everything is introduced and everything. And I actually wanted to see that from a Harley Quinn movie. And everybody's saying, well, all I see is the Harley, Harley Quinn. I don't see any of the other characters. Well, here's the thing. It's a Harley Quinn movie. So what did you expect? It's not a, it's not a Black Canary movie. It's not any other base movie. It's a Harley Quinn movie. And that's what it's about. It's a Harley Quinn movie. So I don't understand how you're going to end up saying, well, all I see is Harley Quinn. No, duh. You're supposed to see Harley Quinn because she's supposed to be the standout. And I understand that some of the people, someone might end up saying, well, I thought these other characters were going to come into play. They are going to come into play. They're not just going to be sidekicks or anything like that. They're actually her friends and bonding with her and actually going to be fighting crime with her as as anti-heroes. And that is something that I love about that aspect is you get these girls together and they're kicking ass. And that's what you want from a Birds of Prey type movie. And Huntress is in this movie. I've been wanting to see Huntress in a DC movie for a while now. I'm glad I'm getting to see that. I'm glad to see Black Canary in this thing. Everybody's saying, too, that Black... that. This is not the Black Canary that they thought they were going to get. Give it some time. I mean, we only saw them in a two-minute trailer. And we haven't got to see the real character interactions with them. All we got to see was some action sequences. We got to see a couple of things happen here and there. But we never actually got to see the chemistry between these characters. So just give it another trailer if you want to. 
but for me, those certain elements actually work for me. There are a couple of things that actually feels like a Suicide Squad type of thing here, where some of them, some of the sequences feel kind of rushed a little bit here and there, but it's there just to, for the simple purpose of the fact that they're trying to sell this movie. And I don't know the tone that they're going for right now. That's another negative. But like I said, this is just a trailer right now. I've seen horrible trailers for good movies, and I'm thinking that this might actually be a good movie. And I'm excited to actually see Harley Quinn in her own individual movie and giving her the layers that they need to give her. So I'm all for it. And another thing too is Black Mask is supposed to be, is going to be homosexual in this movie. And to me, I didn't even know anything about that until I did a little bit more research. But still, I don't really care about that aspect because I like Edwin McGregor as a, as an actor. Then you also have him without his mask on. What I'm thinking is... I'm simply speculating maybe something happens towards the end of the movie to where Harley messes up his little pretty face and that's when he becomes the villain that we all love. I'm also thinking she gets in the, um, ends up getting into one of his plans to where she has to work with him and also that's also why too we actually see her singing the club with black mask and everything so I'm not sure what that's about but I'm thinking that something winds up happening to where she actually has to work for him or something comes awry to where she's actually forced to work with him so I think that might actually be something to do with it um like I said I think this is actually a good way for them to introduce it right now they're three for three for movement for standalone movies you have the Shazam movie you have the Wonder Woman movie and you also have the Aquaman movie three of those movies were really good and you know this is actually going to be one of those things that you're going to wonder how they're going to actually be taking Black Mask down another thing too there's actually a little bit of a tip of the hat towards the Arkham video game if you think about it when you see Joker's lair because I'm not sure if we're actually going to get a Joker or if that's where Joker used to be at and that's where Harley is taking these people for the, their next layer or whatever. But if they are going to show us the Joker, I'm hoping they do so that way we know for sure if Leto's out or, you know, they're going to do some type of other thing with the Joker. So I like those little tips of the hats. Only negatives I have is might be a little too choppy here and there on some stuff. But I also like the little um, dynamite, though, when she lights that fuse and she tells the girl that's sitting next to her, can you throw this out for me? And then she lets it out and then it blo- the car blows up. I love that part with that trailer. I thought this trailer was really good for what it was for a first time view. I've watched this trailer at least three times and it gets better and better every single time I actually watch it. So for, like I said, just one one of those simple things where some, one negative thing about it was it might be a little choppy, but as far as selling me, I'm for it. I think it's going to be a really good movie. And then I also want to go on ahead and talk about the uh, Six Underground trailer. Now, what I like about this is Michael Bay is good with his explosions, his twisting camera angles. And I don't like that in the Transformers movies, but whenever you look at Bad Boys and this type of movie, it actually fits into what he wants to do with this movie. And to have Ryan Reynolds in this movie, and also to have soldiers that fake their own death, just so they can get away from everything, so that they can actually live out their lives the way they want to, without questioning anybody, without anybody questioning them or anything like that, and without 
answering to anybody. I like that idea. The action sequences were really good. The humor seemed like it was it's going to fit in really good with everything. Then again, Michael Bay is always doing his Michael Bay-isms where he's trying to bring humor into something with action. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I just have to see another trailer just to see how the chemistry actually works. But some of the jokes actually landed for me in the trailer. So I'm thinking that it's actually going to be an okay movie. I think it's going to be really good. I'm sold on Bad Boys for Life, so maybe this might actually sell me even more. But I'm sold as for a person that wants to go out and see this movie because I like Ryan Reynolds. I like what he's doing with Deadpool. And when Michael Bay is away from the Transformers uh, franchise... He makes really good movies. When you look at The Rock, when you look at Bad Boys 1, Bad Boys 2, then you also have to look at the villain that he chose for Six Underground is the same villain for Bad Boys 2. And when that actor is on point, that actor is on point with what he's doing. And you can actually, you actually want this guy dead. And then you hope that they can actually bring this guy down by the end of each movie that they, that this actor actually plays in. And, you know, I really am excited, looking forward to Six Underground. And another thing, too, that I liked with, with Michael Bay, I like painting game with The Rock and also with Mark Wahlberg and stuff like that. Like I said, whenever he breaks away from the Transformers franchise, he's really good at what he does. And he gives us that little bit of Michael Bayisms to where you have your explosions, you have your twisting camera angles, and actually works for the film that he's creating. And with the whole entire thing with Transformers, it doesn't really work out so well. But with these little action films and everything, it actually works out pretty well in his defense. And I'm excited to actually see this Six Underground movie come into full swing whenever that whenever we actually get to see this movie. And so I'm going to go on ahead and get into the Belko experiment right now. Now, this movie is one of the, my favorite movies that James Gunn directed besides Slither. And, you know, the Belko experiment is a simple pre- premise. It's about an office out of nowhere and bla- blast shields come down. And that's how you know that shit is about to go down. When the person over the speaker and no one can get a cell phone signal, the voice tells them that they are a part of an experiment, X, and X amount of people needs to die. If you don't, we are going to kill you. Twice as, We're going to kill you and twice as many. I love the fact that this movie only takes place in one movie set piece, and instead of having several other set pieces to where we actually have to see how these other characters interact in other spaces and everything else, this only happens in one building. And yes, there's actually several different uh, spots of the building. But it only happens in this one building setup, and that's what I like about it. Is I think that there's just something horrifying, something menacing about a horror movie where you actually have, or a slasher movie where you actually have just one setup, and that's all you need for this for a certain movie. You don't need to have all these set pieces, and to have one set piece is just great because you can actually draw in more crowds. You can actually end up drawing in the camera angles that you need to actually have, and to where you can actually feel some type of tension between these characters especially whenever it's like one one room kind of horror movie and you're wondering if these people are actually going to make it out alive or if they're going to die and you know what that's what i like about that is the characters 
like I said, it, the characters spread out in other different locations. It would have been a fascinating social study ex- uh, movie if you think about it. But instead, it's just a blood fest. And you, as soon as you actually see this movie, you're going to see what I'm talking about. This movie is a slasher gore fest. When you have all these people that are actually trying to bring other people down so that way they don't end up uh, being dead themselves. And they're actually having to be forced to kill each other. This is... This is actually a pretty decent movie for what it is. And it pushes the boundaries for an everyday person to push them to want to kill someone. And let's just face it. Not everybody gets along in the work field or anything like that and wish that they can actually do a purge on them. And the Delco experiment is pretty much one of those movies where as soon as you sign up at the Delco place, you're winding up signing your own life away because of the fact that you don't know if you're going to make it in or out of out alive. And they also haven't planted you with some type of thing to wear a chip in the back of your head. If you don't do this, you're going to die yourself. So you're like, okay, I'm going to have to bring this person down in order for me to survive. So if it's for me to survive, I'm going to do what I have to do. And then you also have the alpha, alpha dicks, alpha male dicks that backstab certain people which isn't a surprise when you look at this because it's all about survival so therefore you can't really trust anybody in that office space because everybody's looking out for their own selves their own selfish needs and you can't trust anybody because it's survival and it actually makes sense because of the fact that you're not supposed to trust anybody this is there's also some cringeworthy dialogue in this but it's part of what this movie is because you're not really there for an, an award-winning performance. It's very paint-by-the-numbers by type of thing when you're looking at the acting in itself. But other than that, though, if you're looking for strong acting, layers to the characters, you're not going to get it from this. If you're looking for an Academy Award-winning performance, you're not going to get it from this. If you're looking for anything like that, you're not going to get it from this. This is one of those stories that is a low-budget film and it's one of those movies that you can just pop in for guilty pleasure and actually enjoy it anytime you want to. Halloween, uh, during Halloween time, during non-Halloween time, and have a couple of beers and just relax with your friends. And, you know, I actually rented this movie out of Redbox a couple of years back, and I rewatched it. I love this movie even more. And, you know, I cannot tell you how much I really like the Belco experiment. And then there's actually this other part that I was wanting to get back on track with, Whenever I say cringy dialogue, for instance, you actually have this donor guy. And it's, if this was made in the 90s, which it isn't because you have drones, you have other technology, other stuff going on in this movie. It would it would actually make sense. But you have this donor guy from like the 90s where he keeps saying, Hey man, they are putting in the water, man. And to me, that the, having this donor guy in there just didn't do it for me or at all. I understand that they were trying to do something that was kind of comedy and stuff like that and have that in there to mix in with the suspense and horror element but it just doesn't mix well whenever you're doing something like this type of movie and I wish that they would have made it a little bit more serious rather than trying to figure out if they were trying to do something dark or do something serious but all in all I like this movie and then you actually have like I said the alpha dicks the, al- the dicks are dicks and then you have the people who are passive and then you actually have this other category of people who are conflicted. 
So you have people that are conflicted that's wondering if they should go on ahead and kill somebody. Then you have the passive people that's like, I don't know if I should do this or not. Maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. And they're kind of passive-aggressive with it and stuff like that. And the dicks just don't care. They're just going to kill anybody because they're dicks. That's what they do. That's the alpha male type of attitude. And that's just the way they are. And you're just going to have to go on ahead and go along with the fact that, hey, they're alpha males. They're looking out for themselves. They don't care about anything. As a matter of fact, Michael Roker, who plays in this movie as well and you're not you don't know if he's going to make it out of this thing alive or how they're actually going to deal with this whole entire experiment or if who's going to make it out alive and i like that aspect too because you want to have a sense of mystery when you're watching a certain movie to wonder how these characters are going to make it out fully alive but you know that's just my thoughts on the belco experiment i really enjoy the belco experiment i'm going to do some more uh, 31 days of horror as well because I really want to go on ahead and talk about some other horror movies that I like. Uh, right now I'm trying to get into some um, underrated horror movies that people haven't seen. I understand that you some people think, well, these movies like I mentioned like last night with Your Next and this movie, some people are saying, well, that's not really scary. Sorry, but just because it doesn't have a monster in it does not make it not scary. Come on, you have a guy that's try- trying to kill you in your house and you're trying to survive. That's horror. That's anything that like that is a horror element to it, to where it's suspense, horror suspense. Same thing with the Belko experiment. You're locked in this office space where these people are trying to survive, and they're trying to, they're all looking out for themselves, and you can't trust anybody. That's horrifying in that kind of setting, and especially when there's nowhere to move, nowhere to go, and you have to count on your own self to try and figure out a way out of this whole entire situation. To me, that's horror. And just because it doesn't have a monster in it doesn't mean that it's not horror related. There's different level. There's different kinds of horror movies. As a matter of fact, I might actually talk about the different kinds of horror movies and the way they're different from each other just because it doesn't have a monster in it. So I might actually talk about that sometime soon. But another thing, too, I want to mention is I actually have this new thing going on right now with the podcast. And it's called Support This Podcast Option. Now... You can either give $5 or whatever towards the podcast, but you don't actually have to do it or anything like that. You're still going to get a free show. You're still going to do that. That's if you want to go on ahead and do this and just um, to go on ahead and give towards me getting some microphones, some new software or whatever to make the show even better for everybody. That's just for what it is. You don't have to give any money or anything like that. It's just an option out there in case you actually want to do it. You don't have to do it. Like I said, you're still going to get a free show. You're still going to enjoy the same type of stuff that I have put out. It's just certain things that, you know, to make the show better and to amplify your experience even more. So I'm actually going to have a link to that. I'm actually going to have a link, as always, for the voicemail setting as well. So that way you can leave me voicemail messages towards how you like the Birds of Prey trailer review. Uh, six underground review and the Belco experiment review. You can talk about me to p- talk about all that on there, as well as the fact send in some questions or whatever, some topics that you might want me to talk about. I'll be glad to go on ahead and talk about that. And as always, until next time. Bye bye. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.